Welcome to Be Who You Really Are. I'm Tegan and I'm obsessed with showing you how to live life your own way. I do this not by telling you what to do, but by guiding you to reconnect to your intuition. I utilize the human design system in my human design hack segment at the end of each episode so you will learn how each of the topics I explore applies to your unique energetic blueprint. The advice you receive will be catered to who you really are, not who you think you should be. The days of trusting external authorities to make our decisions for us are coming to an end. There's no better time than right now to reconnect to the real you, the version of you that's excited for your future, the version of you that makes your own choices and in doing so gets to consciously create the life of their dreams. This is my wish for you and this is what my podcast is all about, showing you how to trust yourself completely as you create the relationships, the opportunities and the lifestyles you've always dreamed of. In these episodes, we will explore each topic from three angles, from an individual level, a relationship level, and a human design level. Save this podcast in your favorites because it's about to change your life. Well, you're about to change your life. Now, let's get into today's episode. Welcome to today's episode. I thought that I should do a little bit of a my story type of episode today. And specifically, I want to talk to you about my relationships over the past few years. I really want to talk about that today. Um, I definitely want to do more episodes just talking about my experiences and particular things that have happened in my life for the purpose of sharing the golden nuggets that I've gotten from those experiences with you guys. Um, And also, yeah, just connecting you through my experiences with the fact that we're all going on our own kind of versions of the same journey. You know, you're not separate from other people because of the way you feel or the way you're experiencing things like we're all going through it and we're all experiencing it in our own way. So that's pretty cool. You know, when you realize, oh, there's not something wrong with me. I'm just a human being on a floating rock. So that's why I want to share these things with you. And yeah, today I'm going to share with you how my life went upside down and then it flipped back and then it went upside down again. And what I mean by upside down is I rode the waves of life. Oh, that was just my lip balm clicking close there. And where that wave riding has gotten me in terms of my connections, my relationships, and just how that feels for me now. So I'm going to really try and take you back through what my experience was like. I'm going to try to like talk you through how I was feeling, the way I was perceiving myself and others through these experiences. And yeah, just kind of take you through that in terms of seeing how my perception has changed and my experiences of others have changed and obviously my relationship with myself because remember guys at the core of everything it's all to do with you it's all to do with your relationship with yourself so let us rewind back to high school when I was 14 years old um I don't remember what year this was I think it would have been oh god around 2012, perhaps, let me just say somewhere around that time. So I was around 14 years old at this time. And I thought this particular boy at my high school was very cute. And I was crushing on him pretty hard. And we ended up, um, you know, getting into a relationship. And that relationship lasted for about two years um, before he broke up with me over text. And my whole world fell apart. You know, my first love came to an end and it was the most, one of the most challenging times of my life. So as I said, I'm going to try and take you through 
how I was perceiving things at this age. Okay, so I'm 14 years old. I was really, I don't, I, I'll try and remember as much as I can because I'm 25 now. So this is like 11 years ago, um, pretty long time ago. So I was just really head over heels for this guy. You know, I really was crushing on him hard. Um, I think someone must have told him that. So, you know, he starts talking to me. I don't really remember even how we got together, but I think he asked me to be his girlfriend. And um, that was such an incredible experience. You know, like I, we, you know, fell head over heels for each other. And all of these, as I said, all these ideas. So these were some of the ideas that I had, of course, that we were going to get married. We were going to be together forever. Like this was my one and only, you know what I mean? Like this is my, this is the one. So that was really my attitude towards that relationship. Like this is, this is what I have. So now I have to hold on to it because this is, this is it. Um, also, I do remember like, Oh, I had so many insecurities. Like I'm sure all of us can relate to this. Doesn't matter whether you're a man or a woman, we've all got our shit, especially as teenagers that we were insecure about. And for me, I had a lot of insecurities around my body, um, my physical appearance, my weight. I always thought that I was very fat, that, um, you know, that I just didn't look good. Um, my mum she had, um, you know, a lot of those kind of insecurities herself. So of course I naturally picked them up living and are living with my mom. And, you know, that's what we do as children. We absorb everything like a sponge, not the words people say, but the energetics of everything and how somebody is, we absorb that. So, um, yeah, I was definitely very insecure in a lot of ways. Like I really did experience this relationship as um, definitely a very external validation type of relationship, you know, like, um, my boyfriend was the one making me feel loved. Like, you know, I felt loved around him because I deprived myself of my own love a lot of the time because of these insecurities. And yeah, I just had a lot of these warped ideas around what it meant to be in a relationship. You know, it's like, oh, somebody that you're with is going to make you feel a certain way. Um, which I now obviously have very completely different views on. But at the time, that's exactly how I was experiencing this relationship. Like this person is here to make me feel loved, you know, is to make to make me feel good about myself. And obviously, um, no matter what the other person does, this isn't something they can really fulfill because they can't give you something that you're not giving to yourself. So you may get a little bit of temporary relief from things, you know, from perhaps certain things they say to you or like certain actions they take to help remedy the shit you're doing to yourself that you're thinking they're not doing for you. Um, so anyway, we had this two-year relationship. We were definitely madly in love, you know, for what that was at the time. And I don't even really remember, but I do remember in the like last probably, I don't know, month or so, um, it wasn't as easy as it had been. Like we were fighting a lot more. Um, and to be honest, I was probably, well, yeah, I was a huge part of that issue. Like both of us, we were so young, you know, like at this time we were probably around 16 years old. So we don't even know who we are, you know, at this point, neither of us. And we didn't know how to navigate that together because we didn't even know what was really going on within ourselves. So I still, yeah, I still remember like, um, I don't even know 
we had like a little fight just before the, the bell went for the end of school because we went to the same um, high school. And then I remember getting a text message. I don't even remember, but he said, it's over, we're done. Oh my God. Like, I didn't know you could have such a body, like such a physical response to somebody else's words. I just remember, like, honestly, it was probably a pretty much a panic attack. Like, I remember it felt like I'd just been literally stabbed with a knife in the gut and, like, something had just twisted in my gut. Like, it felt like that's what I imagine it's like to be stabbed, you know? Such a visceral, uh, I don't even know if that's the right word, but such a body response, you know? And I just couldn't breathe, like, holy crap, can't believe this is happening. You know, as I said, this is my one and only. This is the person I'm going to marry. This is the person I'm going to spend the rest of my life with. This is not how it's meant to be. You know, I had such an attachment to how things were meant to be. So I think I called him, tried to, like, convince him that this wasn't right. He held on to his decision. Good on him, honestly. I'm so glad that he was able to do that because... At the time, I would have done anything to be back in that relationship. Like, I didn't have, um, like, I really had just put so much of my, like, happiness into this person. Like, this person was my life. And um, I wouldn't have been able to. Like, if he'd broken up with me and then said he wanted to be back in a relationship, I would have done it, you know. And I'm so happy it didn't play out like that because, well, it was what we both obviously needed at the end of the day. So um, after that happened, I remember, you know, um, I remember not wanting to go to school the next day. And my mum was like really trying to force me to go like, you definitely going like even though my boyfriend had just broken up with me, I was fucking heartbroken, bawling my eyes out. Um, yeah, I still remember like my mum really just like trying to force me to go and she really was going to do it. But I, I was very stubborn just like her. So I ended up not going to school the next day, um, because I was fucking depressed as shit. And anyway, I proceeded to go through one of the, like, yeah, like I still feel like those seven days, I just went into such a black hole and me and, you know, my now ex, we didn't talk at all in person. Like after that, we didn't really like, didn't talk at all. And as I said, we were in the same year level, went to the same high school. So we still saw each other every day. Um, and yeah, for that like week there, oh God, damn, I went down into a dark hole. Like I was just like, so I just felt so numb to anything. And I just, I couldn't eat. Oh my God. I remember I literally lost like 10 kilograms in a week. I'm not even kidding you guys. Cause I still was playing sports and things. I just wasn't eating. I just had no appetite. So that was pretty crazy. Um, but then as I said, what an incredible experience to have at such a young age, because this was such an impactful experience in regards to like the version of the person that I have grown into. Like we forget that we think of these quote unquote hard experiences as things that like, oh, this shouldn't have happened or this was really bad. And I don't want to be sharing this experience with you guys thinking poor Tegan, like, what a shitty experience. Wish that hadn't happened. That's not my intention and in how I'm sharing this story with you. I'm just trying to take you along for the ride. And in the moment, that was how I was feeling. Like, as a 16-year-old girl, I was thinking, my life's over. This is the worst thing that's ever happened to me. Like, that was literally how I was experiencing it. Like, this shouldn't have happened. But I want you to know that that is not how I want to position what I'm sharing because this is the gold nuggets. Like, these are the golden nuggets of your life. These harder moments 
are so beautifully important and powerful um, for reasons that I'll obviously share with you like by again like trying to take you on the ride with how I changed through the experiences how my perception of things changed through my experiences so this is all awesome shit okay like I'm sharing you this stuff so grateful for it all seriously genuinely 100% that's how I feel about these experiences but yes of course in the moment that was not how I felt okay in the moment I wanted to just die I was like fuck this shit I'm just gonna unsubscribe I'm done like it was very depressing time for me So I'm not even kidding you when I say that I was probably in a pretty dark place mentally for like probably about 12 months. You know, I was, I was not vibing. I was not vibing. Okay. Because like everything that I knew had gone and, um, it really, like, as I said, I had these expectations in my mind that, you know, this was going to be the one, you know, like we're a lot of us as we're still kind of raised with that mentality of like you're gonna beat the person that you end up being with you know that you first have sex with and like all of those things they're the one that you're gonna be with so fuck well when that didn't happen Jesus Christ I lost my uh, everything just kind of went to shit and anyway I remember after that first week that was really rough I remember laying in bed I don't even know I just remember laying I think I was laying on my bed after school and I was just again just feeling like absolutely just feeling nothing just feeling so just so disconnected from everything. Um, I remember thinking to myself, well, Tegan, you know, like laying around feeling sorry for yourself is obviously not going to be beneficial. I don't know. I just had this idea. I was like, clearly like doing what you've been doing the last seven days is just not going to help you or assist you in any way. And like, that was facts. Okay. So I don't really know why I made the choice that I did. Like, I can't really remember, but I played a lot of sports growing up and one thing that I, one belief that I had about myself was that I was a really shitty runner because I, well, it wasn't even a belief. Like as I said, the belief was the truth because I was a shit runner. I couldn't run fuck very far or very fast. Um, I used to go to like little aths, which is like athletics days back home. Like I think mum had me and my brother signed up for this athletics like once a week when we were younger and I remember in all the running things I used to always come last I was not very good at it so maybe that's where some of the beliefs came from but essentially I just had this belief that I was shit runner and then I was never going to be good so for some reason I thought to myself you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna become a runner I'm gonna get really good at running Okay. So I don't know why I chose that, but I obviously, um, obviously must've had this desire to be a good runner. You know, why else would I think about how shit I am at running? If I, I have to have cared about it in some way to be focusing my energy on what I didn't want, which was to be a shit runner. So I thought, fuck it. You know what? I'm going to start running. So I downloaded this app and I think the app was, it was like a program where I ran three days a week and I just started doing that and I didn't, you know, I used to get up at like 5.30 before I'd catch, I'd p- catch my bus to school at like 7.30 and three days a week, that's what I do. I would do this program. It was a three days a week program for like, I don't know, like 12 weeks or something going from running zero to running 10 kilometers and I fucking did it. Okay. So yes, this year was still a very, as I said, it was still probably what I would see as one of the kind of darker years of my life where I really just wasn't. I just wasn't loving myself, you know, and that's where so much of my suffering was coming from and all of the experiences that I was having, I was kind of perceiving them as wrong and like they shouldn't have happened and that's why I was really just in the dumps about it all. But look at what came from it because I learned to run. I got really good at it. Uh, not, not, I never was good at sprinting, by the way, guys. I was never good at sprinting, but like long distance running, I got really good at it. 
And that was a really powerful thing because I had this belief that I was a shit runner and now I have taken this action, even though I didn't want to do it, I still did it. And then I won cross country and then I, you know, went to the next level and I think I got a place there. I don't even remember now, but I got really good at running, you know? So I just proved, like, I I just realized that was a really powerful moment of realization where I was like, holy shit, what I thought I knew about myself was not true. So just think about how powerful that is for a 16 year old to figure out. What I think I know about myself is not necessarily real or true because I was solidly believing that I was just a shit runner, you know, solid belief. So then all of a sudden here I am doing really good um, and I realized, wow, not everything that I think I know is true about myself. So that was a huge, that was really powerful. And also other things that happened through this experience is when I left this, when this relationship ended, I really, as I said, I really had this, like, it was like, oh, I need to be with somebody. You know what I mean? Like the relationship thing for me was, it was, I was seeking something outside of me. I was like, I was seeking that like love from somebody else. So through that relationship ending, I really was able to like realize where the the fact that a lot of the insecurities that I was trying to say were my boyfriend's responsibility were not his at all, you know, and, uh, and leaving that relationship was powerful because I had so much time now to reflect on this past experience and create new meaning from my past experiences, you know, create new meaning around what that meant for me. And it was really powerful because I went from being this kind of, as I said, this needy energy, like this needy energy. I need my friends to be a certain way. I need my, my like boyfriend to be a certain way. Like I need all these people to love me because I don't love myself. I really shifted into this energy of going, I can give myself what I need. Like I, I am the source of what I've always wanted. That was a really, that was really the transition that was happening for me. Um, over those next few years because what happened then is after this relationship ended I was solidly single solidly single for a good um like a good four years it was about four years so yeah I went from one extreme to the other from being so dependent like not giving myself nothing and expecting what I needed to come from outside of me very needy energy to being very independent. So I went from one extreme to the other during this time. So now here I am, um, so secure in who I am. Like, well, obviously, okay, look, obviously I still had the insecurities and things to work through because otherwise I would have just been letting things flow. But I could tell you I wasn't. I went through this period where I was really just like, again, like discovering myself more and more. And it was perfect because... um, you know, there's so many great things about being in a relationship and trust me, the most you'll, you'll learn the most about yourself, the closer you get to other people, because they're just going to be reflecting back to you yourself. Okay. But at the same time, sometimes it can get confusing because you'll be thinking, oh, that's because of them. You know what I mean? Like it, 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 we, in our minds, it gets messy when we're trying to figure out what the problem is or like what it is that we need to fix because we'll think, oh, this person needs to change or, 
it's this person. You know, we have this natural tendency to externalize everything and that can make it really confusing for us to kind of figure out where the source of our discomfort or our resistance is coming from. So during this time, I didn't really have much distraction regarding it, it couldn't really be somebody else you know it, it had to be to do with me and how all of the experiences came through going forward I was always trying to figure out okay so how am I the one creating this you know which is very powerful because even in like some of my friendships like when I joined the army um, so I joined the army out of high school and one of my closest friends who we ended up like living together breathing basically breathing together all the time because we lived together we work together, all those things. Um, so even though I wasn't in an intimate relationship, like I wasn't like, I didn't have a boyfriend, I definitely still had very close relationships with people. So I was still learning so much about myself through those, like those really close friendships. Um, so for example, me and my close friend who were living and breathing together, we had our own, like, you know, um, own tensions come up in our relationship. And I remember like talking about this with people, um, like some other friends, like trying to navigate it for myself. And the advice that I was getting was like, oh, this person's a problem. Just get rid of them. But I remember just thinking, like as I said, I was still like always like I was really realizing how beneficial it was for me to realize that that it's never to do with the external thing. It's never to do with the other person. Like I was still remember kind of like being confused when everyone's saying, Tegan, why do you put up with this shit? But then I was like, well, this is my shit. This is nothing to do with the other person. And also like, yeah, look, it may seem like this person's causing this stress in my life, but I'm the one playing the dance with that person, you know? So I was like really trying to pinpoint Tegan, what are you doing? You know, why is this relationship having so many problems? And instead of just blocking and deleting and removing the people from my life because something was rough, I was really learning to ride the wave and see what that was bringing up for me, where I could learn more about myself. So anyway, I was solidly single for four years because guess what? After that first breakup, as I said, it was definitely a painful, painful time for me. And, um, while I was definitely seeing the value of that experience, I was still afraid of feeling that again. You know, I was still afraid of like opening up to somebody else only to have to go through the experience of, of, as I said, the equivalent of being stabbed in the gut. Like nobody likes that feeling. So I still did have fear around opening myself up again. So again, what I really realized when my second relationship happened four years later, I remember talking to my, you know, to my, um, my next boyfriend, which was, as I said, four years later, I remember we were talking about life relationships and I was telling him how I wanted to travel and do all these things and how I just couldn't see how a relationship would fit into the, any of the things that I wanted to do. And then he said to me, he's like, you're just focusing on all of the ways things will go wrong. And I was like, holy God, shit, he is correct. Like that was a real, you know, moment again, where I yeah, I, I was like the way that I was positioning relationships and connection was through this lens of it's not going to work out because I was so afraid. As I said, my past experience had left me with this, this like process of assuming it wasn't going to work out with my relationships. So I went from entering my first relationship at 14, thinking I'm going to marry this guy to now being single for four years 
and my attitude towards relationships was it was never going to work out and I also had this feeling that my relationships were just going to be restrictive and they weren't like I wasn't going to be able to be myself you know I was going to have to like give away some of my freedom to be in a relationship and yeah this uh my next boyfriend four years later he really called me out on my shit like as I said I remember we were chatting and um we'd been friends for a few months so we met through work and yeah so like we were as I said we knew each other for a solid few months before we before we entered into a relationship and before that I really just saw him as a friend because I had such a such a way of perceiving everyone around me that I didn't even entertain the fact that I could be attracted to somebody like I was wired down into this hyper independence but I I knew deep down like I knew deep down that I craved that connection with other people so um even though I had these habits of like existing that were actually blocking me from relationships. It was still, as I said, like, I don't want you to see what I'm sharing with you as things like, oh, this shouldn't be happening or this should be because it's all beautifully happening exactly how it's meant to. So, and that's the same for your life, okay? Anything that's happening to you is happening exactly how it's meant to. So while I can definitely look back and go, well, that version of Tegan wasn't open with other people, wasn't really vulnerable, always always like seemed to be in control of her own life wasn't really like like um sharing the truth of who she was like at the time that was exactly who I was you know so it was where I was at that time and that version of me is now the reason why the version of you of me right now speaking to you through this microphone is here so it's all meant to be anyway so yeah he called me out of my ship and when I was kind of sharing how I had all these things and like it was just not going to work out. Relationships just weren't on the cards for me. And he called me out and was like, your attitude towards relationships is really negative. You're just focusing on how it's all going to not work out. And when he said that, I had a huge shift in me. I was like, well, and you know, I was like, he's absolutely fucking right. He's just called me out of my shit. And um, I'm realizing it is bullshit. And that's when I really started to open up and realize, well, you know what? You're, he's right. Like, as long as I think this way, that's exactly what it's going to be like. So I, I, yeah, I started to shift my perspective on that and then we, um, we became more than friends and we started, um, our relationship. So that lasted again, two years, this relationship. Um, at the time we were in the army and when we started dating, he knew I was already planning on coming to Canada because I had this little life plan from when I was like 17 to join the army and then leave the army and then go live in Canada. So I, um, told him, you know, look, I've already got the visa. I'm going to be going to Canada, you know, next year. So he was cool with that. You know, he knew everything about this and he's like, well, it'll be fine. It'll all work out. I was like, sweet. So, um, we both leave the army. He ended up leaving the army as well. And we lived for a few months together, um, doing some other jobs before I moved over to Canada and it was just me going. So at the time he wasn't interested in coming to Canada. So I was like, cool, we'll just do long distance. So I came to Canada by myself. Um, but then five months later, he ended up joining me in Canada because not long after I, after I left, um, he decided that, yeah, he wanted to be with me and he wanted to come and be with me in Canada. So he ended up sorting out his stuff, getting his visa and coming over as well. So yeah, five months after I moved to Canada back in like, mm, I moved to Canada in May of 2019 at this point. 
Um, this is when my boyfriend at the time came and joined me as well. So we both, I was working at the Fairmont and Jasper. So Jasper's a little mountain town in Canada, Alberta. It's stunning. I accidentally ended up there. I can totally do other episodes on like how I just ended up living in the random places that I've lived in, but I'm keeping this focus on my relationships in this episode. Um, so essentially, yeah, I was working at the Fairmont and Jasper. He came, joined me and also got a job there as well. So we were both working and living at the hotel there. Um, and that was definitely a very interesting time. So yeah, we were snowboarding, um, working a lot. Like, uh, I was like working probably six or seven days a week. Um, and I was exhausted actually. I remember being like so much, it came up for me coming to Canada. Like, um, honestly, when I first moved, I was just like, really going through like a quarter life crisis was like, what's the point of my life? Like, where am I going? It was kind of the first time I didn't have the next step planned out because, you know, when I was in the army, I knew I was going to come do some overseas work in Canada. And then when I came to Canada, I was thinking what's next, you know? And I had, yeah, a lot come up for me. Um, and I definitely was just feeling a lot about where my life's going and is it a, have I been wasting my time? And just all of these things that I had to work through. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, so my boyfriend came, we were working and I remember just feeling like I was just running on a hamster wheel. I just felt like I had no time to like stop, you know, I was just so busy and I was doing that to myself. But I remember thinking, God, I wish I just had some time to just slow down and figure my shit out and figure out what it all means to me and what I want to do. And then what do you know? COVID happened. <laughs> um, so I got exactly what I wanted <laughs> I remember, you know, we all got temporarily laid off because hospitality just fucking died. So, um, laid off from the job and now suddenly I had this time and during, during that time, a lot came through for me and I just realized that I was just like pretending to be this thing, this version that wasn't who I was. Like I, I wanted so much more for myself, but I hadn't been able to, I hadn't given myself the time to even contemplate doing what I wanted because I just had so many limiting beliefs around my own life and what was possible for me. So I had a lot of things coming through and I forgot to mention actually before COVID, um, not long after my boyfriend came and visited, like moved to Canada, we went on a trip to Mexico um, to see some of my friends back in Australia. Like we met up because my friends, some of my friends in Australia were traveling. So we're like, let's meet up in Mexico. And my boyfriend proposed to me in Mexico. What an experience that was. Um, and yeah, honestly guys, like I was so disconnected from myself at the time. So at the time, as I said, these are reflections I'm sharing with you now that I've am where I am now, like at the time I didn't know this. Okay. Um, but in retrospect, I can see that I didn't want that for myself. Like it didn't feel like a fuck yes for me to say yes, but I did. Because I was like, well, logically, you know, in my brain, I was like, logically, I like this person's my boyfriend. I love this person. You know, they're a great person. They've moved to this other side of the world to be with me. So yeah, tick, tick, tick. It should be good. It must be what I need. It must be what I want. Um, but in retrospect, it definitely wasn't, wasn't what I wanted. But as I said, I was just so not sure about what I wanted that nothing was really making sense to me. So anyway, so I end up, we end up getting engaged 
And and then not long after that, my parents came over and surprised me. They did a surprise trip to Canada. They knew about the engagement. He'd gone to see my parents before he moved to Canada to ask, you know, ask permission to propose, which was beautiful, all those things. So my parents come over to celebrate our engagement. Um, with surprise! I was like, holy God, shit, this is crazy. And I just, as I said, I just... It almost felt like I was just living a life that as somebody else. Like, and as I said, all of these thoughts are in retrospect. This is me now, yeah, giving you my like overview after it's happened. Because at the time, it was like, yeah, this is great, you know. But being honest with myself now, I can see how I was just doing what I thought I should be doing. Like, it was like, oh, well, you know, this is what people want. You know what I mean? Like, they find somebody and then that person says they want to be with you forever and it's just like well you know that's what you should do you know it's like my parents are so happy for me my friends are so happy for me I should be happy for me it's kind of like you just don't even think about what you really want because you've just got this these ideas these crazy ideas that you're not really like you're not really making your choices that you want to make you're just doing what you think's logical but that's why you shouldn't be making decisions with your brain and with your mind. I mean, you know, um, listen to me more talk about, as I said, human design, all those things, but just like our body, our intuition is where we should be making our choices. Our mind is a creative portal, not a decision-making machine. So anyway, then a few months later, you know, as I said, fast forward, both, um, I've been laid off from my job. Um, my boyfriend at the time was still working because his job didn't get laid off. And I had a lot of time and I was like, I really like, oh, made the most of that time. You know, I was just like really loving it, really loving it. I was, oh, best few months really like got off the hamster wheel. You know, I was like, really, I started meditating. This is when I started meditating. I've been doing that for the past couple of years and it's one of the best practices I've ever picked up. And really that's, again, one of the many kind of ways that I've been able to get to know myself more and slow down my my mind, like see my, see what's going on in my mind more clearly to therefore learn more about myself. So yeah, I started like, um, a beautiful routine and I started doing some learning. Like I did a neuro-linguistic programming course. I did a life coaching course. Like this is when I did a lot of learning during this time. And I also had a lot of time with myself. And, and then I realized that I just been ignoring how I wasn't happy for so long. Like I just convinced myself that I was like a lot of people don't even know they're not happy. And that was me. I didn't know I wasn't happy. I, I, I convinced myself that I was. So I started really seeing the truth of, I really started seeing the truth of my life in the sense of like, wow, this isn't what I want, you know? And then my boyfriend at the time, um, let me know one day that he didn't feel like he loved me anymore. He felt like he only like, you know, loved me as a friend. Um, so that was a lot of, that was a big experience for me. Um, because I guess, yeah, things were shifting in our world and we'd always kind of had, uh, not problems, I guess, but yeah, like, as I said, I just wasn't in the reality of what was actually the reality. Like I just, was living in this made up land um, where I was just like settling. I was the one settling. I'm not saying that my boyfriend at the time, like I was settling for him. He was an incredible man and, you know, beautiful person. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying I was settling for less within myself and therefore that was reflecting in my world outside of me. So it was a very confusing time. 
So yeah, a few months after we got engaged, we ended up breaking up and that was again, welcome to 2.0. It was another very challenging time in my life, but I will be honest with you because as I said, you, we're just so much stronger than what we think. All of us, we're so much more strong and capable to deal with anything that comes our way than what we think. So I remember when all this was happening, you know, I couldn't like Australia was just fully locked down. So it was like, good luck trying to get back into that country. All of my friends that I'd known in Jasper had moved because of, you know, COVID, they'd moved as well. So I was really just here by myself again, you know. So I was living in this town and me and my now ex-boyfriend again, we're not, we're not working out. And I remember riding my bike to the lake and just sitting down on this chair looking over the lake. It's incredible. It was beautiful. It was the start of summer, coming into the start of summer in um, Jasper. And I was just thinking, well... Tegan, this is happening for a reason. See, the first time that I had my breakup, I was thinking this shouldn't have been happening, you know, but my whole attitude this time was, you know, everything's happening for you, Tegan. Got to ride the waves. Like you can do this. You know, I had a completely different attitude around what was happening. So I wasn't in resistance to it. So five days after this happened, I had packed my car and I moved. So I didn't really think that much of it. I think I got on a phone call with one of my girlfriends back in Australia, like, where should I move? And she told me, oh, well, when we were in Mexico, before we met up with you, we met this girl from Calgary. (laughs) And you know what? So I had a really good response and I thought, yeah, you know what, Calgary, fuck it. Let's move to Calgary. So yeah, went on Facebook marketplace, found somewhere to live, blah, blah, blah. And five days later, I'm driving with everything I own to Calgary, no job, no plan, no, nothing. Just knew I had to get out of there. I knew I had to, I couldn't stay in this little town, still living with my now ex-boyfriend. I had to get out and I had to be with myself and see where this journey was going to take me. So yeah, I remember like, um, that time, that was like that five days, like literally I didn't even know like that I was really existing in those days because it was definitely like one of the hardest decisions I've ever made to leave that relationship because this, this time I made the decision, you know, the first time I was telling you my boyfriend broke up with me and that I wouldn't have had the guts. Like if he wanted me back, I would have come running, you know? Um, but this time around, I was the one making the decision and it was so, so challenging. Um, one of the hardest choices I've ever had to make. So yeah, um, I just remember like I've moved to this place, like moved into this new room and I've like unpacked And then I think, again, I I love riding bikes. So I'm like, oh, and then I was on my bike. But I was riding my bike down again to a body of water. I think I went to like a a lake or something or just like a river in Calgary. And I was like talking to my parents and, you know, they were like, you've got, you know, Tegan, um, you know, supporting me through that. But I remember just being like, what the fuck? I'm in Calgary. Like it was almost like I came back and I was like, oh, my God, I'm I'm in Calgary now. Like. I couldn't even really remember like packing up or moving. I just got here. And then for the next five months that followed that was again, some very transform, transform, transformative times. Like I wasn't working for those five months. I had all of this time. I had nothing but time to be with myself, you know, and I spent so much time with myself. Like I got out there like meeting people in Calgary. Like that was definitely a goal for me. Cause look, I had no friends. I knew nobody. I was in a country, on the other side of the world to like my friends and family in Australia. 
my friends that I'd made in Canada, um, in Canada had moved back to their countries or they were in other provinces in Canada. And I was like, obviously I need to make friends. So I was definitely getting out there making friends, but I was actually spending about six days a week by myself, like most of my time with myself. And that was beautiful because I was really feeling it all. Like the reason that, that the first breakup had been so hard was because I was resisting it all. I was just like in denial about everything, thinking everything was wrong. This time I just felt it all. Like I just became one. I was no longer resisting. I just surrendered. It was very beautiful time for me. And yeah, I really transformed over those five months. I really transformed. I started learning about like, I I was just learning a different body's information that were like bringing out again, perception shifts in me that transformed me. You know, I was putting my energy into new ideas and new things. Like I learned about feminine and masculine energy and that really like the knowledge and like, as to the perception shifts that came from like learning about the polarity of life, learning about feminine and masculine energy balancing that within myself, you know, um, getting off the pill. I was on the pill for eight years, reconnecting to my body, like reconnecting to being a woman. All of these things happened during that time. And I really just like my heart just opened more than it ever had before, because in my, even now my, in that previous relationship that I just left, like I was still so hard. Like I was still, my heart wasn't open. Like I was so, wanting to control everything to be a certain way to like portray this certain image of myself because I had these parts of who I was that I just wasn't vibing with. I wasn't loving myself. So yeah, I just really fell in love with this version of me that had always been there. And a lot of, a lot of, I released a lot of shit during that time and yeah, it was incredible. Like, honestly, that was one of the most freeing time. So then I kind of like rode that wave and things started shifting, even though, yeah, it was very interesting. Like I was learning about myself. I was learning about how much I valued connection and relationships and how these relationships really are the most important thing. They were like, they are the most important thing to me, like my connections with other human beings. Like, and that I just realized how much that meant to me and how I was the one like creating that, like creating those connections. Like I had so much power in my relationships and how they were playing out. So I really like, yeah, I just really was like, this is what I want. I want bomb ass relationships, beautiful connection. Um, the great thing about, as I said, like going through these relationships, every time that they ended, I would learn more about myself and I would learn more about what I wanted. New desires are always coming through for us based on our life experiences. So I had new desires come through and I realized, well, you know what, this is what I'd love from my next, you know, my next partner. Like, so I had this like vision and I was so excited about it. Like I wasn't afraid of not getting things for the first time in my life. I wasn't afraid that I was going to miss out on these connections and these relationships. I just knew what I wanted. So I had these desires and I was so excited about them. And I wasn't even like, I try to explain this to people and I'm like, yeah, like I fucking manifested this relationship. It wasn't that I was like focused on it like every day. It was actually the opposite. I just like wasn't even thinking about relationships, wasn't even thinking about connection. It's just like I had these desires for what I wanted in my partner and myself. And really what I wanted in my partner was the same thing as what I wanted in myself. And I was just focusing on how great that felt for me. 
And that's how I got what I wanted because when you're trying to like focus so hard on something, you're actually clinging to it and usually repelling what you want because you're not in the same frequency of actually being able to receive that. Like thinking you need something versus knowing not being attached to what you think you need and just going, it's just going to happen is a very completely different energy. So five or so months later, um, I was seeing someone um, like we weren't in a, what do you call it? Um, established like exclusive relationship I just literally it just happened in the sense of like I was buying chairs on marketplace I remember buying some chairs on marketplace and I picked them up from this guy and we were chatting and I didn't really think you know anything of it I was just like chatting to this guy he was really nice and he asked for my number and then he ended up asking me out on a date. And at the time, I still thought, it, I didn't really think of it as a date. I was like, oh, we'll probably go snowboarding because we talked about that. And yeah, and then we ended up like seeing each other for a very short period of time. Um, but that was really great because as I said, I just started learning about like feminine and masculine energy. And I realized how controlling I was in my own life and how, um, you know, I was really learning to release that control and to like let people like and to receive from others and to receive from men and and to like, yeah, like fall back into that like feminine energy of receivership. So that was a really exciting time for me to be in this like kind of dynamic, this dating um, dynamic here. Um, but I, you know, I remember as well also like I, th- I can't think a few times after we hung out kind of being like, okay, so like what's your vision for this? Like, you know, what we've got going on, I asked. And he said, I'm not looking for anything serious, blah, blah, blah. And at the time... I said, I was just like really in tune with myself. Like I wasn't making decisions with my mind anymore. I was just following my intuition. So it was feeling good for me. So I was happy. Um, But yeah, so I was just like in the, like really in the most, the position where I was like doing the opposite of looking for a relationship. You know, I was seeing someone, I was having fun with that. I was like meeting amazing people. I had some great friendships blooming. I was just so enjoying myself, you know, and I met this girl, um, which is funny. I'm going to try and wrap this story up because I've been talking for a long time. So I'm going to try and keep this to an hour today. Um, so wish me luck. So anyway, I met this girl, um, because I met this other girl and she invited me to a party that this other girl happened to be at. And the first time we kind of met, which we didn't really meet, we just saw each other at this party. We didn't talk. We didn't like get to know each other or anything. And then I went, another, another friend invited me to a wine night that she planned. And it was so funny because this girl that I'd seen at the other party, but not spoken to, she was there at the party. So we had a talking point because we'd seen each other before. So we ended up chatting because I'm like, oh, I saw you like, you know, like a couple of weeks ago, a few weeks ago at this, this party. So we got chatting and then she ended up inviting me to her place for Thanksgiving. She's like, I live with some roommates. Um, you're invited to come around for Thanksgiving. So I was like, okay. And I ended up taking her up on that offer. So I went around to her house for Thanksgiving and she had five roommates, five male roommates. And this is where I meet my now boyfriend, Lev. Okay. What are the odds? So I rock up to this Thanksgiving and this is where we first meet. So at the time, I'm still seeing this other guy as, as I've shared with you guys. So I was just like not looking for anything. You know, I was seeing this guy, I was having fun. I was vibing. So we meet at Thanksgiving. Like, again, I'm not really thinking anything of it. I've met all these people. They're all great. It's cool. And I think I like, you know, have the Thanksgiving dinner, chill for a bit. And then I end up going and, you know, seeing the guy that I was seeing and like going to his house with all of his roommates and like, 
um, kind of, you know, doing part two of Thanksgiving there. Um, and then like a week or so, a couple of weeks later, um, Chloe was my friend, shout out Chloe, if you're listening to this episode, <laughs> but she, um, invited me around again for like a girl's wine night. So a bunch of girls came around. That was such a fun night. And we just got wine drunk and had the best time. They had a hot tub at their house too. So that was such a vibe. Um, and I remember like Lev was kind of in and out. Like he was kind of around, like, you know, some of Chloe's roommates were like kind of around, even though it was a girl's night. And I remember at one stage we were like, um, talking out the back for a fair bit, like just having a really nice conversation and yeah, again, not really thinking anything of it. And then the following week was Halloween and it was so funny because I nearly did not go to this Halloween party. I, I think I worked that day. So I ended up getting a couple of jobs like around this time. Um, so I worked that day and I was really tired in the afternoon and I also had a spin session. Um, I was trying out like spin class, you know, those like bike fucking classes. It was the first time I'd done one. And I remember like I was pretty tired, but I was like, I'll go to the spin class that I booked in for. So I went to it and oh my God, after that spin class, my endorphins were pumping and I was so like alive. I was like, oh my God, okay, I'm going, going to this Halloween party, but I had no outfit. So I had to go quickly to, I went to a few value villages. Like I love thrifting and I was like, I'm going to find something to wear. And I ended up I ended up getting this like ice skating outfit. Like I don't even know any ice skaters or anything. I, I just got this random ice skating outfit because it was the best thing I could find. And then I think someone told me who I should be. Like, I don't even remember who I was, but I was some Canadian ice skater. Okay. So I rock up to this birth, um, to this Halloween party and yeah, no expectation or anything like that. As I said, just vibing and we have the best time. It's a great Halloween party, playing some games, like obviously having a few drinks. Great, great, great. Um, oh yeah, another reason why I wasn't going to go out was because I was working early the next morning and I was working at like working at like 7.30 in the morning or something or really quite early. So yeah, I was like, oh, it's going to be quite nice. It's going to be good. But no, it wasn't. Um, and yeah, like this is where, this is where me and Lev's love story begins. You know, <laughs> we um, were in the hot tub, chilling. Um, apparently I was making some moves. I don't even remember. Look, we were both a bit drunk. Not going to lie. I'm telling you the full version of my life. Okay, guys, I'm not going to censor some shit out for you. I'm telling you my love story exactly how it is. So <laughs> we get out of the hot tub and we were like talking in the kitchen. Like, I don't even know what we were talking about. We were just having conversation. And then I just remember we were, our faces were really close and Lev made the move and he leans in and he kisses me. And that like up until before that moment, I still hadn't thought anything of it. Literally hadn't thought anything of it until he leaned in and kissed me. And then when that happened, it was like, whoa like I was like how did I not see that you know so interesting so anyway I remember we were like making out and then um Lev was like sorry like what do you want to do like (laughs) what do you want to do and I said let's go to your bedroom (laughs) so that's how the love story begins I'm not going to go into too much detail here but you guys get the picture um and then the next morning I was still there and I had to get up and go to work and I just like I started this job like two weeks ago So I think this was probably like my third shift at this job. It was a serving job and I (laughs) couldn't find my clothes. So Lev gives me all of his clothes. So lovely. And I get an Uber to my, to work. And luckily at the time I like literally lived like two blocks, like a two minute walk from where I worked. 
But anyway, I was so hungover and still pretty drunk, actually, that I literally put the wrong address in when I booked the Uber and he started taking me out to, like, the opposite side of the city to, like, where I lived and worked. And I swear to God, this Uber driver was going to kick me out. He was so pissed, which I do not blame him um, because I was just so disorientated and out of it. And I didn't realize that he was taking me in the wrong direction until, like, a long time. And then I had to convince him to, like, take me to my place and... He was not happy about it because my phone died so I couldn't change the address. So he wasn't going to like get anything for it. I mean, like I couldn't, you know, change the route or anything. So anyway, he was not happy, but he dropped me off and I had like five minutes to get ready anyway. So that that's just like the end of the story there. But basically I remember talking to my friends. I think I called some of my girlfriends and I was like, guys, I've met my husband. Like I was just like, I've met him. I've met the one. Like this is just after our little um, one night stand, I guess you could say at this point. But I was like, there he is. This is it. And it was such a crazy, yeah, such a crazy experience. And then obviously he reached out to me and he asked me out on a date and that's kind of where it went from there. And then um, I remember when I left like a few months before when, you know, that my last relationship had ended, I remember having all these thoughts during the process of, you know, grieving and like working through that and what that meant for me. I had all these thoughts like, oh, I'm never going to live with someone again, like all of these ideas and stuff. But as I said, you should never be making decisions based off the ideas in your head. They're just ideas, you know, they're not your decision making machine. Your intuition is. So yeah, we end up basically, that's it. That was the end. And then like, Two months later, we were living together. <laughs> um, I can tell you guys a story another time about how we ended up living together because that's a crazy story too. But yeah, um, and that is it. And now it's been <clears throat> over two years and we're still living together and everything's great and it's just amazing. And I can't believe how all of those experiences that I've just shared with you about my relationships have led me to where I am now um, just to be in this just this incredible, credible relationship that I'm in. And as I said, this relationship that I'm in is a relationship with myself. You know, all of your relationships that you're in with other people are just a relation, a reflection of your relationship to yourself. So as I got more vulnerable with myself and more real with myself and more connected to myself, that's how I am able to experience that depth in my relationships with others and with my partner now, because we both have like the similar, as I said, we're like got that similar vision going, um, for ourselves. So, and not just, as I said, not just, I want to finish up, not just talking about my relationships with my boyfriends, but my relationship with my friends and the connections that I've made, they've just gotten deeper in so many different levels across all fields. Because as I said, like I have gotten deeper and more connected to myself, like just more real with myself and more accepting of every version of who I am. Like I no longer feel resistance to all of the states of being that I go through as a human, like all of us do. I'm just so much more in flow with all of that and able to extend love and like to almost have that constant flow of love towards myself, which therefore, of course, like reflects into all of my relationships with everybody around me. So I'm just so grateful for all of the lessons and all of the experiences I've had that have led me to have these new perspectives on life that have now become like the underlying programming of my decision-making processes to where I am now versus being, you know, 14 years old, thinking I needed someone to complete me 
to going through this hyper independence phase where I didn't want anyone, I didn't want to be like needed or wanted by anybody because I wanted to be, to not, not want anyone. (laughs) Don't know if that made sense to now being just open completely to everything and free, free of like expectations and free of trying to predict things. Like I'm just in it. I'm in the moment in my relationships and my connections and they just get better and better. Like they're just getting better and better. And I'm so grateful for all of that. And so grateful to be in this position that I am in now where I also get to help other people with their relationships and with their connections and what they want and desire for their for their lives. You know, I'm just so grateful that I get to be in, that I'm in this place that I've chosen to be in. It's amazing. Anyway, so that was my little story there on, um, yeah, my relationships. So there you go. You've got the kind of background there. Like, obviously that was just scratching the surface. I had to try and keep it as short as I could, short and sweet. But that's my story. That's how Tegan that exists right now is here before you behind this microphone speaking to you because of all of the highs and the lows and the waves and the trials and the errors and all of the mistakes that have transformed into beautiful knowledge because there are no mistakes guys there's no failure it's just learning it's so great when you see it like that so anyway can't wait to hear you guys reach out and talk to me I want to hear about your lives too so hit me up What was the takeaway for you that you loved in this episode? What was your favorite part? Do you want me to do more of these episodes? As I said, I have a bunch of really cool stories that I can talk to you about. Um, Like, oh my God, I love this apartment story. Like how I ended up living where I'm living now. Um, Also love how I ended up living in Jasper. Just some random stories about really just going with life and just going, fuck it. Let's just see what happens. Um, If you guys want to hear more of those stories, hit me up. Anyway, thanks for listening, guys. Bye. I'm so glad you pushed play and I hope you got so much juice from today's episode. Start applying all the tools and techniques that resonated with you so you can continue to embrace who you really are, one new action and belief at a time. If you're loving the podcast, be sure to leave a review. Every month I select one person who has rated my podcast and shared it on their social media to join me for a complimentary human design reading podcast episode. Make sure you let me know when you share the podcast so I get your entry. Now go enjoy your day or night wherever you are. I can't wait for next week's episode.